Section 6 of Lord of a Thousand Sons by Paul William Anderson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Paul Harvey. So simple, so cruelly simple, Darius could stop him, lock the body in a conflict of wills, and that would be enough. For while Laird slept, while Darius's own major ego was unconscious, the trained subconscious of the Vuirden had taken over. It had written in its self-created somnambulism a letter to Joanna explaining the whole truth, and had put it where it would easily be found once they started looking through his effects in search of an explanation for his paralysis. And the letter directed, among other things, that Darius's body should be kept under restraint until certain specified methods known to weird in psychiatry, drugs, electric waves, hypnosis, had been applied to eradicate the layered half of the mind. Janyard victory was near. Dariush, Joanna's voice seemed to come from immensely far away. Her face swam in a haze and a roar of fainting consciousness. Dariush, what's the matter? Oh, my dear, what's wrong? Grimly, the Weirden thought, Give up, Laird, surrender to me, and you can keep your ego. I'll destroy that letter. See, my whole mind is open to you now. You can see that I mean it honestly this time. I'd rather avoid treatment if possible, and I do owe you something. But surrender now, or be wiped out of your own brain. Defeat and Ruin and nothing but slow, distorting death as reward for resistance. Laird's will caved in, his mind too chaotic for clear thought. Only one dull impulse came. I give up. You win, Darius. The collapsed body picked itself off the floor. Joanna was bending anxiously over him. Oh, what is it? What's wrong? Darius collected himself and smiled shakily. Excitement will do this to me now and then. I haven't fully mastered this alien nervous system yet. I'm all right now. Let's go. Laird's hand reached out and pulled the switch over. Darius shouted an animal roar from the throat and tried to recover it, and the body toppled again in a stasis of locked wills. It was like a deliverance from hell, and still it was but the inevitable logic of events as laird's own self reunited half of him still shaking with defeat half realizing its own victory he thought savagely none of them noticed me do that they were paying too much attention to my face or if they did we proved to them before that it's only a harmless regulating switch and the lethal radiations are already flooding us. If you don't cooperate now, Darius, I'll hold us here till we're both dead. So simple, so simple. Because sharing Darius's memory, Laird had shared his knowledge of self-deception techniques. He had anticipated, with the buried half of his mind, that the Vuirden might pull some such trick, and had installed a post-hypnotic command of his own.
In a situation like this, when everything looked hopeless, his conscious mind was to surrender, and then his subconscious would order that the switch be thrown. Cooperate, Darius. You're as fond of living as I. Cooperate, and let's get the hell out of here. Grudgingly, wryly, you win, Laird. The body rose again and leaned on Joanna's arm and made its slow way toward the boat blisters. The undetected rays of death poured through them, piling up their cumulative effects. In three minutes, a nervous system would be ruined. Too slow, too slow. Come on, Joanna, run. Why? She stopped, and a hard suspicion came into the faces of the two men behind her. Darius, what do you mean? What's come over you? Ma'am, one of the crewmen stepped forward. Ma'am, I wonder, I saw him pull down the main switch, and now he's in a hurry to leave the ship, and none of us really know how all that machinery ticks. Laird pulled the gun out of Joanna's holster and shot him. The other gasped, reaching for his own sidearm, and Laird's weapon blazed again. His fist leaped out, striking Joanna on the angle of the jaw, and she sagged. He caught her up and started to run. A pair of crewmen stood in the corridor leading to the boats. What's the matter, sir? one asked. Collapsed. Radiation from the machines. Got to get her to a hospital ship, gasped Darius. They stood aside, wonderingly, and he spun the dogs of the blister valve and stepped into the gig. Shall we come, sir? asked one of the men. No, Laird felt a little dizzy. The radiation was streaming through him, and death was coming with giant strides. No, he smashed a fist into the insistent face, slammed the valve back, and vaulted to the pilot's chair. The engines hummed, warming up. Fists and feet battered on the valve. The sickness made him wretch. Oh, Joanna, if this kills you... He threw the main drive switch. Acceleration jammed him back as the gig leaped free. Staring out the ports, he saw the fire blossom in space as the great guns of Weirda opened up. My glass was empty. I signaled for a refill and sat wondering just how much of the yarn one could believe. I've read the histories, I said slowly. I do know that some mysterious catastrophe annihilated the massed fleet of Janya and turned the balance of the war. Saul speared in and won inside of a year. And you mean that you did it? In a way, or Dariush did. We were acting as one personality, you know. He was a thoroughgoing realist, and the moment he saw his defeat, he switched wholeheartedly to the other side. But, Lord, man, why have we never heard anything about this? You mean you never told anyone? Never rebuilt any of those machines? Never did anything? Laird's dark, worn face twisted in a bleak smile. Certainly, this civilization isn't ready for such things. Even Vuirda wasn't, and it'll take us millions of years to reach their stage. Besides, it was part of the bargain. Bargain? Just as certainly, 
Darius and I still had to live together, you know. Life under suspicion of mutual trickery, never trusting your own brain, would have been intolerable. We reached an agreement during their long voyage back to Saul, and used Vwirden methods of auto-hypnosis to assure that it could not be broken. He looked somberly out at the lunar night. That's why I said the genie in the bottle killed me. Inevitably, the two personalities merged, became one. And that one was, of course, mostly Dariush, with overtones of Laird. Oh, it isn't so horrible. We retain the memories of our separate existences and the continuity, which is the most basic attribute of the ego. In fact, Laird's life was so limited, so blind to all the possibilities and wonder of the universe, that I don't regret him very often. Once in a while, I still get nostalgic moments and have to talk to a human. But I always pick one who won't know whether or not to believe me, and won't be able to do much of anything about it if he should. And why did you go into survey? I asked very softly. I want to get a good look at the universe before the change. Darius wants to orient himself, gather enough data for a sound basis of decision. When we, I, switch over to the new immortal body, there'll be work to do, a galaxy to remake in a newer and better pattern by Vwirden standards. It'll take millennia, but we've got all time before us, or I do. What do I mean, anyway? He ran a hand through his gray-streaked hair. But Laird's part of the bargain was that there should be as nearly normal a human life as possible until this body gets inconveniently old. So, he shrugged, so that's how it worked out. We sat for a while longer, saying little, and then he got up. Excuse me, he said. There's my wife. Thanks for the talk. I saw him walk over to greet a tall, handsome, red-haired woman. His voice drifted back. Hello, Joanna. They walked out of the room together in perfectly ordinary and human fashion. I wonder what history has in store for us. End of section 6 Recording by Paul Harvey End of Lord of a Thousand Sons by Paul William Anderson